Today's episode is presented by Veya. Veya was founded with the goal of building an affordable everyday wristwatch that blends tasteful design with extreme durability and functionality. Veya returns a sense of dignity to affordable wristwatches and are built to last. Veya is a true American watch company specialising in both quartz and automatic watches. Veya is offering our listeners 15% off when you use the code PODGO15. Go to veyawatches.com, that's V-A-E-R watches.com to learn more and get your new timepiece today. Hello and welcome to Regen, the e-racing podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're back after a little hiatus and joining me this week, as always, the Formula E prophet, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Chris Salisbury. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yep, it's nice to be back uh, talking about Formula E. Uh, well, talking about news, lots of different news this week, Chris. Yeah, there's loads going on at the moment, isn't there? It's been a busy few weeks of Formula E, but season's over, season seven's about to begin. And yeah, lots of changes in the paddock, lots of developments in electromobility and the EV arena. Can't wait to get stuck into it. Excellent. It has been a while. Um, What have you been up to (laughs) since, um, it's probably a month ago, we seem to be doing them every month at the moment now that Formula E's finished, which is um, obviously the largest uh, electric series that we cover. So the news is pretty, pretty slim, so we've swept it up into a nice pile for everyone. Exactly that, you know. We've been a, uh, we've got our dustpan and brush. We've been sweeping up the headlines and piling them up high. But other than that, for me, nothing. Just been craving for the start of the new season, rocking back and forth in my little chair, going, "When will it return?" Oh! And you know, it's still a long way off. Um, but yeah, still news, and we have some today. What about you? Uh, a lot of travel, as always. Um, a lot of, a lot of trying to watch different things. Um, I've got a really good media of the week, um, so yeah, I've been trying to watch and listen to different podcasts, um, look at different things. Netflix has been taking up a bit of time, um, and yeah, seeing family. So all the good stuff. Um, and speaking of new podcasts, there was a podcaster that got in touch with me uh, through. Red Circle, which is our hosting. Yeah. Uh, the Bros in the Basement is a podcast for people who want to sit back, relax, and hear about the car community from all points of view. They have interviewed other car enthusiasts, talk about car history, and even upcoming cars. So go follow them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for more. Uh, and I will chuck a link in the show notes. So yeah, it's good to be able to do some collaboration with other podcasters. Yeah, it sounds quite good, actually. I'd listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, alrighty. Now, media of the week. And this one is probably my favorite show at the moment. I don't think I've talked about it before. Uh, Ted Lasso. Have you heard of it? I haven't. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. But <laughs> Ted Lasso, he is an American college football coach, but he's recruited 
to coach an English Premier League football team, AFC Richmond. I'm not sure if they're real or not. I don't think they are. Um, despite having no experience with football slash soccer. And it is an absolute joy to watch. Yeah, I, I have seen this advertised, actually. It looks fantastic. It is quality. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. He's, yeah, an American football coach, knows absolutely nothing about it, gets blasted by the media, but slowly but surely he turns them around um, and what he makes up, what he what he doesn't know, he makes up for with just being a great guy, getting the team cohesive and, um, yeah, hopefully they don't get relegated. So I'm watching through that and it is probably one of the things I've, I I recommend it. I can't recommend it enough. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. It looks good. I keep seeing it advertised on YouTube whenever I'm watching my random Formula E videos. Because I'm craving it that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks brilliant. So yeah, it's a good premise as well. I like that. And the guy who plays the guy who I, I assume is Ted is also a very funny actor. Uh. He was in a film recently called, I can't remember what it was called, but it was about like the story of John DeLorean in the DeLorean DMC-12. And that was oh. that was really good. Yeah, I've got to say, uh, he is too positive sometimes, yeah. even when it's all going against him. And just his positive outlook on life is inspirational. So yeah. worth a watch. Uh, again, link will be in the show notes. So Chris, have you got one for us? I do, and it's something a little different this week, and I don't think I've ever nominated a media of the week of this kind on the podcast. Uh, it's a game. Um, so my media of the week is WRC 9. And a few weeks ago, before the game was released, I was kindly sent a copy of WRC 9 by the game developers, and they turned around and said, would you like to review this? And I mean, obviously I'm a electric street racing chap, uh, who doesn't have a bloody clue <laughs> about off-road racing or rallying. But I gave it a go and absolutely fell in love with this game. It's brilliant. Um, and, you know, I used to watch the WRC when I was a kid. Uh, I was a big Mako Havenen fan, but just kind of fell out of the championship and just stopped following it at around about 2012 or 2013. And, you know, this game put me back in the in rallying and reminded me of how cool the WRC actually is. Uh, so, yeah, I've got nothing but praise for this game. I don't know if it's because it's a good game, which it is, or because of the nostalgia that I got um, and like a little throwback to you know, what I used to watch as a kid, but I can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And, you know, the, the, the developers have um, created a game so exciting and immersive that really you you get completely absorbed by it and it's just so immersive i was holding up my controller playing this game hanging on for dear life i was terrified um and the speeds are phenomenal and you just get a real sense of being in the car and being in this three-dimensional landscape and that for me, is exciting. It's one of the best racing games I've ever played. High praise. Yeah, wow. one of the best, hands down. You know, I think if so, if a company is able to make and develop a game 
that makes you feel a certain way, it's an automatic win. And by God, this is a hell of a victory. You know, this should be sh- uh, spring champagne right now because, yeah, playing that game is, has created feelings that I haven't felt in a very long time when playing a game. So, Some nostalgic feelings coming in. So mm-hmm. go and get that one. Uh, Codemasters have done a great job there. Alrighty, uh, into the news. Moto E is on this weekend. So I was chatting to Jawad from Hit the Apex podcast last night. Shout out, Jawad. Uh, he's, he's just a just a legend. Um, thank you for the reminder. I really should keep an eye on MotoGP more often. Uh, so the Gran Premio Lenovo di San Marino, El Idella Riviera de Rimini. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. <laughs> Better known as Masano um, is on this week. Uh, so Matteo Ferrari took the back-to-back wins last year. Uh, it is two rounds. And yeah, this is going to be an absolutely stonker of a race. Um, Miguel Agurta is in the lead, about 11 points. Um, so this one will be... Down to the wire, some good racing like Moto E always is. Um, and then after Misano, uh, the back-to-back in Misano, we have Le Mans in October. A very short season for Moto E, but, you know, worth a watch. Are you excited for this one? Yeah, always. Um, I, I mean, I love Moto E. I only watched a few races last season, but you know, I'm, I'm not really a big motorbike person. Uh, it's very rare that I watch the MotoGP on TV, but... When I watched Moto E, I absolutely enjoyed it. And the best thing is about Moto E, right? The races are so short. You don't really need any commitment to do it. You know, you could pause right now, watch the entire inaugural season in an hour. Um, I mean, what, what more do you need? Uh, it's like a small movie, isn't it? I love, I love what um, pro, uh, not Project E, Moto E is. And yeah, I'm excited for it to come back because it showed a lot of promise last season. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, let it, let all rain at the Grand Premier Lenovo de San Marino uh, della Riviera de Rimini. Yep, I'm pretty sure I said it better, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Looks cool. Longer races would be nicer. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be coming in, you know, a few seasons time. Um, Project E, which you said there uh, is up and running as well with the next event in Riga, Latvia on the 19th and 20th of September. So we don't have to wait very long for that to return. Uh, it's on the World Rallycross circuit. Yeah. Um, but there's only a couple of races that Project E will be at. I didn't watch the first race. No, I didn't. Uh, didn't there was the first race. three competitors. Um, but uh, yeah, that one just... Yeah, just starting up. So I'm going to try and catch the next event. Uh, Riga Latvia, not in person, sadly. Uh, as, uh, that's a bit hard these days. But yeah, 19th and 20th of September. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Some news from Formula E. Alexander Sims joining Mahindra. So Alexander Sims will drive for Mahindra Racing Season 7. Leaving BMW, I Andretti Motorsport. Uh, the 32-year-old from London. Uh, he's yeah, he, he's doing it tough. Um, 
at the moment. Uh, I've, I've got to say, he did get shown up by Maximilian Gunther, who has resigned for BMW. Uh, do you think a Mahindra seat is a good switch, Chris? Um, I've got no idea. Uh, I think he would have been out of BMW anyway. Uh, and with uh, with this development, it looked like he was... You know, it was confirmed he'd be leaving BMW before the Berlin races even happened, unfortunately. Uh, but is it a good switch? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, I think Alex Anderson was a quick guy. He's shown that he's fast. He got three consecutive pole positions uh, at the start of the season. He certainly won a race. He's got two podiums to his name. Um, he's perhaps the most unlucky driver on the grid. <laughs> I think that's a given. And he's incredibly inconsistent. But other than those um, failures, I'd say he's a fairly good signing. And I think, you know, with with Mahindra letting D'Ambrosio go and then them losing Verline, they need a balanced driver lineup. And Alexander Sims is incredibly mature and incredibly technical. And he may only have, you know, t- now only two seasons of experience in Formula E, but he'll bring a lot of knowledge from the BMW camp. But he's also been a test driver for Formula E since it even began. He's one of the first people to adopt the electric car. And I think someone who really values electromobility and understands what it's about, why it's about. And someone, you know, Mahindra have that, what is it, passioneering motto. And, you know, I think Alexander Sims completely embodies that passioneering uh, catchphrase, doesn't he? I think he's probably the perfect signing for them. Um, and then it looks like Alex Lynn will be in the second car. So it'll be a team of Alex's. Um, and yeah, and I think that'll be quite a, a nice balance for season seven, should Lynn get confirmed shortly. Surely. Surely he has to. He has we were to. going on about this last episode. Just, they should, yeah, just... Sign Alex Lynn already, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Venturi will be sniffing around. There'll be plenty of them, plenty of them in for Alex Lynn. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just get the pen to paper. Um, I am gutted for D'Ambrosio. I think that's it for him. I don't think he'll yeah. get another seat unless it's Dragon, but he's not going back there, surely. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine it. Um, like yeah. Sorry? It'll be like a little reunion between him and Jay. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I think that's probably it for D'Ambrosio. Yeah. I'm, yeah, you predicted that Sims would be out of BMW um, last episode or the episode before. You sort of knew that was happening. Um, who do we think's going to have that BMW seat? Good question. You sound like a rapper there. Uh, I don't know. I've heard the name uh, Philip Eng tossed around. I think he drives for them in the DTM Championship or the DTM Series or whatever it's called. That one with those BMWs and Audis in it. The big BMWs, yeah. Yeah, The big BMWs. And then Lucas Auer, who did some testing for them earlier this year at Marrakesh Rookie Test. But, yeah, I wonder if Andretti could pop someone in. Yeah, see someone from IndyCar. That'd be cool. Yeah, Colton heard it, a Formula E confirmed. 
<laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he did test a Formula E car though once. Yeah, I think people would just lose their mind if that was the case, and in a bad way. Um, yeah. Uh, Lucas Auer, I saw him racing, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in Japan. Uh-huh. Did a good job, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Lucas Auer is a handy peddler. And he um, almost got a seat with Force India a few years ago in Formula One, I believe. I certainly did a lot of test work for them in like 2017, I want to say. So, Right, so there's that. Um, moving on, Extreme E to Cheetah has joined and replacing Venturi. So group testing gets underway in December this year. Uh, before Team Sport Extreme East floating paddock, the RMS St. Helena ahead of the opening race in early 2021. Exciting stuff. Uh, there's some more news which we're going to yeah. cover as well on Extreme E because it is really shaping into a very, very exciting season uh, with some big names already and another one coming in strong. This is just getting more exciting by the minute, Chris. Yeah, it is. It's um, you know when when Extreme was um, announced, it was kind of like this thing of oh that's interesting, and to see how much Extreme the, well, the concept of Extreme has developed certainly since it was announced is fantastic. You know we've got all of the big guns entering teams now. We've got Chip Ganassi Racing, Tachita, uh, Jean Eric Verne has his own um, team now with um, Veloce Esports. And now, you know, I'm going to say it. Did you see a certain world champion enter his own t- own team into Extreme? Is very very exciting. Yeah, uh, I mean, this one straight out of Motorsport Week. Yes, Lewis Hamilton joins Extreme E with his own team X44. Uh, 44, the number being, well, the Formula One number, the number he races under. And a quote from him: "Every single one of us has the power to make a difference." And it means so much to me that I can use my love of racing together with my love for our planet to have a positive impact. The team is going to be one to watch for sure. Um, You know, he's not short on money. Um, He's not short on experience. He's not going to be uh, operationally running the team due to the Formula One commitments. But this is very cool that he's going to have a team in such a exciting and, you know, um, conservation uh, efforts as well. It's great. It's just great news. Yeah, I think it's 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 really good, isn't it? Because Lewis for years has been a big advocate for environmental change and you know um, green power and green technologies, but uh, even then protecting damaged environments and maintaining biodiversity. And you know. For Lewis and his core messaging as a person, because he always talks about, you know, he often does beach cleans, clearing up plastic waste off beaches and stuff. And for him to commit to Extreme A, which is about promoting and showcasing the impact that climate change and global warming has had on the world, how it's destroyed these wonderful habitats and environments, it's perfect for him to be on board. You know, it, it completely aligns with who Lewis Hamilton is. And it's just nice to see him commit to that because 
he has this platform in which he can communicate and bring about change, and especially through extremely as well, he can just do that a bit more. And it's 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 the perfect, the perfect platform for him to do it in, and you know. Just a lot of respect for Lewis Hamilton for doing this, and it just makes extreme. It put, puts extreme on the map a bit more, and that's what it should be. That's what should be done. You know, extreme is this big, a uh, big uh, mission with a with an objective. You know, it's not some racing series. It's trying to bring about change and raise awareness. And you know, by with Lewis getting on board, it's really gained its own awareness now, and. A lot of people will be watching on with eager eyes, uh, and you know, in in, in extremely, I think the the competition is the second important thing. It's about raising awareness first and foremost, and with Lewis Hamilton on board, that awareness is going to be massive. Yeah, like you say, um, he's got a massive platform, and him having a team in this series will get so many more eyes on the show. It, it's no question yeah. you know people will watch this because lewis hamilton has a team um and good or bad uh people are learning about conservation about the landscapes um and about you know what they can do to have a positive impact and stop climate change mm. yeah exactly and that's so yeah, important it's great news um i'm gonna watch it yeah. uh you're gonna watch it because if you don't, I'll force you to watch it yes. somehow. And <laughs> everyone, keep your eyes peeled to at Extreme E Live on Twitter for updates uh, about new teams. Uh, there's massive, massive teams coming into this. Uh, a couple of drivers have been announced already, mm-hmm. which we've gone through. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more to come shortly because this is getting underway early on next year. Yeah. It's, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I remember when I first heard about Extreme E, I was slightly um, sceptical about it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm ashamed to admit that now, but looking at what the championships were coming ahead of its first season, the excitement is really ramping up. And it's got more big-name teams than Formula E did in its first uh, inaugural season. Yeah, given. I know. It's just, yeah. I mean, the floating paddock being a boat um, going around yeah. the world is it's a bit out there the logistics of this happening is just you know it'd be massive i'd love to see behind the scenes or be a fly on the wall because you know um Mm -hmm. some of yeah some of the conversations around how it's all going to work it's not going to be live obviously uh there's going to be no coverage surely in some of these places they're going so it'll be yeah videoed and edited before it's out the door but uh that could work in its favor as well yeah, exactly. It's uh, I can't wait to see how they're going to do it personally. It's going to be very, very, very exciting because uh, it's something we've never seen before. I was talking um, last night, actually, you know, what if I was watching Le Mans 66 on TV or Ford versus Ferrari, wherever you are in the uh, world. And I was thinking, what if a race was actually filmed like a movie? That would be quite mm. cool, right? And then realized, ah, Extreme E are doing something like that, aren't they? Uh yeah, it's going to be flipping brilliant. I'm so excited. Yep, so keep up with that ERA Championship as well, and also Robo Race. Can't forget those two, uh, the little matchbox cars over on my desk. Uh, remind me to talk about Robo Race every now and then. 
Uh, so yeah, go and check that out as well. Oh yes, a happy sixth birthday to Formula E. Yeah, amazing. Turned six on the who turned six on the thirteenth of September uh, this year. So six years ago since Formula E's first ever race. Do you remember that one? <laughs> No, because I wasn't watching it then. Um, I was I was talking to Joanne uh, about this yesterday. That I only started, I only started watching back end of season three, and then uh, that's how the podcast came right. around. Because uh, brother in law was watching it as well, um, and then you you came on as a guest, knowing everything and us knowing nothing, and yeah, it sort of grew from there. So <laughs> I didn't have much knowledge of Formula E when I first started this. So you are, yeah, yeah you were right on the bleeding edge of it, obviously. See, I didn't. I only started watching properly in season three, oh, too. Don't um, admit that. Season one, yeah, first race, no, first hour. Fair, yeah, yeah, I was there from the beginning. To be fair, I watched Punta del Este, which was my first race, which was the right. third one. So, yeah, a late adopter, a late bloomer. Yeah, very different these days. So, mm. honestly, I mean, I was watching the old, the first ever race in Beijing the other day. And you forget how raw the championship actually was. It was incredibly raw, but the racing was brilliant. And that Gen 1 Formula E car was so cool. I absolutely love it. I think I prefer it over the Gen 2. Really? Yeah. I was just, I think it was, I was on Twitter last night and Nikki Shields had tweeted something and it was something like four years ago on this day, I first drove a Formula E car. And, you know, since then, I've got older and slower, but these cars have got newer and faster. And I was looking at this photo, and it was her in the cockpit of a the DS Virgin car from Season 3. And it's such a cool car. It is such a cool car. Uh, just looking at it and the way the, the front wing is and then the, the shape of the car at the rear end, it's just iconic. It's so cool. I love it. It's very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, final bits. Finally, thank you to Huzu Graphics on Twitter for doing our amazing artwork. Uh, his link is in the show notes and also his work can be seen on our website, regenracingpodcast.com uh, and on our Instagram. Our Twitter at regenracing, Instagram and uh, Facebook at regeneracingpod. The website is www.regenracingpodcast.com. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm still going for world domination. Uh, so whatever platform, we are bound to be there. And if we're not, uh, get in touch with us and we will make sure it happens. Uh, thank you for also uh, donating to us. It goes towards the artwork of the show and keeping the website up and running. Well, that's it for another Another episode. Yeah. Ah, what news do you want to see? What would what would make your day, uh, Formula E electric vehicle news wise? Um, There's only one think? answer here, Chris. Only um, one answer, and that answer is Tom Dillman Venturi the, confirmed. The Tom Dillman. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I love it. I would die. Actually, I, do you think Jake Hughes is going to go to Neo? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's leaving Formula 3 at the end of the year, finally. Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? Yeah. Is he 26? Is he 26? He's 26 driving in Formula what? 3. What? How did I not know, I know that? They're all about 12. 
Yeah, he's he's like ancient in Formula Three driver terms. How the hell has he not gone to anyway? Um, h- how has he not gone to Formula Two? I don't know, budget. Maybe he just likes Formula Three. He's like the Sergio Canamasas of Formula Three. Just likes driving the cars. He's basically Kimi Raikkonen at twenty six years old, isn't he? He just wants to drive anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, well. Yeah. Just wants to drive Formula Three yeah. cars. That's it. Oh, well. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah. I wonder if he's driven driven anything faster ever. Might get a shock if he went up to Formula <laughs> Two. Oh my God! Didn't know you could have this much downforce and power. Ah. Yeah. Sometimes I think. We should add Sometimes them I think I'm glad I haven't answer. driven any, you know, sports cars or or hypercars. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think I'd get really rude and be like, "Oh my god, this is so slow." <laughs> Give me Raikkonen's first words about driving for Alfa Romeo <laughs> last season. Yeah, they probably were. All right, we out. Have a good week. Uh, give someone you love a hug. Keep in contact with people. Make sure they're doing okay. Have a good one. Bye for now. Bye. Rocking back and forth in my little chair going, when will it return? The Gran Premio Lenovo di San Marino El Idella Riviera de Rimini. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's how you say it.